Hi, welcome. Welcome to Training with Casey, and I'm your host, Casey Cover. Working and living with animals is my passion. I expect it's pretty important to you also. Let's explore it together. Here, we talk mostly about training, but also about genetics, physiology, philosophy, enrichment, and more. We chase some pretty big rabbits into their burrows. Buckle your seatbelts and let's take a ride. Okay, so it's Casey and Teresa, 2024, February 19th, and these are stories. February 20th now. Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> so, um, so I just told the story of my dad saying, go be a doctor or an engineer and I'll buy you dolphins. And I said, dad, you don't understand. He looks at me questioningly and I said, I want to be the best damn dolphin trainer the world has ever seen. And my dad goes, but why? <laughs> and as I told Teresa, I could not answer that question. <laughs> but you know what, Teresa? Back then, I'm trying to think of what why I would give that answer. Like a more evolved answer would be like your answer. But see, I was brand new then. So yeah. you were smarter when you were first starting out. And then you thought, oh, I don't know everything. So you got dumber. And yeah, I have to constantly get dumber to learn more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was at that same stage where it's like, yeah, I'm going to be an ace. And it's not really about that. And I have literally lost face with trainers. And with the lady that saw the video of Rocky, that's what happened with her. And I can't say she's wrong, but I've had really well-respected trainers that I think a lot of that have come to my house. One, um, we went out to see Sarah and Sarah didn't want to work. And hey. Sarah was already 28 years old. Most, most horses retire before they're 20. And I was very disappointed, but not going to make her do anything. No. Yeah, that's her choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I mean, if I had to call in sick to work and maybe there was something really important and they said, Casey, is it possible you could do it under such and such? Is there some set of conditions where it wouldn't be damaging to you? Then maybe I would go. But otherwise, leave me alone. I'm calling in for a sick day. Yeah. And we don't generally allow animals the same things that we take as our right. That's like right. no dolphin, no, no animal, not dolphin, but no animal uh, necessarily has the right to give or not give permission mm -hmm. or to agree to work or whatever. Now I'll tell you something that's really weird is wouldn't you think that I would be somebody that thinks that the court should see animals as people? I probably I, would think that, yeah. You don't want to take it then? No, I don't. And here's why. There are all these animal rights extremists 
that are trying to put animals in the position of humans in the courts. Our courts cannot even protect the rights of children. True. Yep. All it would do to do that would be to further clog up the courts. But yeah. it also provides an avenue where these extremists can confiscate animals from people like me. Yeah. They can take animals that require medication, that, you know, it's all kinds of things. And it's really weird because when you um, talked about the puppy mill thing, technically there's no such thing as a puppy mill. It okay. isn't an official term for anybody. Okay. It's a term that was started by animal rights extremists. Huh to okay. lobby against commercial dog farmers. Mm. Commercial dog farmers breed dogs for laboratories for research. Mm, yeah, okay. And possibly for other things. It used to be for pet stores and so on. They have a set of rules and they get inspected uh, by surprise mm -hmm. by the USDA. And if you've ever been on a farm, the conditions on a farm are not the same conditions as in a pet household. Yeah. But that doesn't make them necessarily evil. Yeah. Now, I'm not commenting on that particular case. Um, the difference between a rescue and a hoarding situation is sometimes a very thin line. Yeah. Yeah. And the right. people can start out with the best intentions and end up to really do a lot of damage. Yeah. And from what you're describing, this sounds like such a situation. But I have seen it over and over again from the other um, situation. Like there was a really well-respected animal park in Oregon and they had a dedicated full staff and they finally went on vacation for three days and they had all their stuff covered and so on. And they flew someplace, you know, out of country. The animal rights extremists, a lot of these animal control officers get infiltrated. Those positions get infiltrated by, uh, People that, you know, want to see animals out of homes with people. Like mm -hmm. if you look at PETA or HSUS, they both say and have said publicly over and over again, they would rather see all dogs dead than in pet homes, period. And oh. <laughs> were you aware of that? No, that sounds crazy. It is crazy. And I don't understand it either. But you know, Ingrid Newkirk, who's the head of PETA? Uh-huh. She started out as the animal control officer for Washington, D.C. And by her own storytelling, you know, her own recounting, she would come early and stay over lunch not to 
train animals or train owners or anything like that, but to euthanize as many dogs as she could. And, I just don't understand. <laughs> and PETA has to report what, you know, how many animals they take in and how many they kill. And the last time I looked, it was 93%. So in Norfolk, which is not an affluent city, the little ASPCA, well, I don't know if it's ASPCA, but anyway, the little shelter places 79% of the animals that come in the door. They, they place that many. In yeah, home. they place almost 80%. PETA kills over 90%. And they will go and take animals. And you know how you said they were shipping them all over, shipping those animals all over the place? Mm -hmm. They will come in, take the animals, ship them away. And even if the owner wins the case, their animals are all gone. And that's what happened. What happened to this group in Florida is the animal control officer came in and set up a perimeter and would not allow the staff to come in and take care of the animals, made them wait for three days, then went in and took pictures. Well, of course it looks terrible. Yeah. They confiscated all the animals. The owners were desperately trying to get back as fast as they could. By the time they got back, their animals were dispersed to the winds. Mm. They could not get these animals back. I can tell you a lot of horror stories, but that's for another time. Um, but that's why. That's why I don't want to. It's like there is nobody that's going to love this animal more than a dedicated owner. That's right. So if I can help, you know, heal and encourage that bond mm -hmm. and make sure those two parties are together. Mm -hmm. that is my best hope for that animal. That animal needs an advocate. And what these um, animal rights extremists have been doing is, have you ever heard about the case of Lolita down at Miami Seaquarium? So she's familiar, but I don't She remember. got captured like 50 years ago. And she had a mate and she was at Miami Seaquarium for all that time. And her mate died, so now she's by herself. And these animal rights extremists just kept suing the Miami Seaquarium that they had to go return this animal. Can you imagine if, uh, you know, your father-in-law, if somebody was going to return him to the wild, back where his mother was last seen. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> if, if he grew up, even if he grew up in the jungle, that doesn't mean he wants to go live back in the jungle. Yeah. And even if he, you know, even if you could find the mother, it's like, would she even recognize him at this point? Or, you know, it's like all this stuff. So they were going to take this, really geriatric whale and move her to British, not British Columbia, but Puget Sound. 
where, as I've been following these orcas over the last 20 years, they had 85 whales and now they're down to 73. All the new babies keep dying. Young fertile females keep dying. Why? They depend on the Chinook salmon for food. They won't eat other things. I don't know why. The Chinook salmon, the whales are endangered and the Chinook salmon are endangered because the state of Washington built a series of dams and now there aren't enough salmon being produced to feed these orcas. Interesting. So what happens if you take an orca that's been exposed to other marine mammals, so they may bring in diseases, they're already geriatric. You're going to drop them in this place where there's already not enough food for the animals that already live there. Yeah. What are they thinking? I think it's so much money and politics. Because, I mean, I know it pales in comparison, but I guess not really. I mean, because we see so much of this in the dog world where, I mean, and I'm so particular with aversives myself and my use of aversives, if I yeah. use any intentionally, because we yeah. all use them. Um, But, you know, there's so many animals dogs all they just are like you know they can't experience any level of discomfort whatsoever even if it is something that would save and greatly benefit their life i totally agree with you like i use e-collars but if an e-collar could save a dog's life and you know it's like a whole life is worth a bad week yeah if that's what it took you could do it, you know, without aversives at all. That doesn't mean that the rest of the, the trainers could. And obviously these, a lot of these people that are saying that they, that no one should use them cannot solve the problems anyway. Right. They wouldn't be putting all these dogs down. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's like death death then, over discomfort? No. It, teach me a lesson if that'll save my life. And yeah, I feel, um, I, I feel exactly the same. And my parents, you know, they spanked us. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm okay. Running in the road. <laughs> I got the spanking for running in the road. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a time when um, my nephew was sticking things in electrical oh. devices and so, you know, I explained and told him no and all that. And I don't know what the attraction was, but I was coming down the stairs and I caught him belling up to the uh, VHS recorder thing. And he was cramming a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. In the, and I jumped over the banister and, and he starts crying and he runs away. And then I catch him at it again. So I spanked him and my sister, his mom came home and she was so good. She was very respectful and she's, but, but, you know, needing to talk about this. And she said, Casey, can we talk about this? Cause I feel really strongly about it. And la, 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 la. 
And you know how your dog got up when we were talking about her? Uh-huh. My nephew crawled in because that, that's the age he was like two or something with some little Christmas decoration on two wires. Like you could wire it to a package. Oh, no. And he's going to put it in the plug. And I oh, go, no. hey, Val. And she looks down. She goes, what? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Okay. And then she goes, never mind. <laughs> it's exactly. like, we tried the other things first, but we've got to get this done. You know, you can't, you've got to figure out the consequence. So then later, as you get more skills and everything, maybe you can go away from that. But, you know, the fact is, is that even a whooping, is generally in my life wasn't traumatic. Yeah. No. It was I don't remember them. I remember some of them I bought. And... Yeah, some of them was like, oh, it'd be worth it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. And I I was a pretty like I never snuck out of the house, not once. I never drove the car. I never um drank the whiskey or anything like that. I never had my friends over for a party. I was pretty dang tame. Yeah, sounds like it. There's one more thing that I wanted to tell you about this whole killer whale issue. The animal rights extremists sued the Miami Sequoia. They lost. The extremists sued them again. They lost. The extremists sued them again. They lost. There is no rule in civil court for double jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they have all these donations. Uh huh. Yep. And they use them to keep fighting these high profile cases. Yep. Like they lost a $13 million suit with um, Ringling Brothers Circus. Mm. But Ringling Brothers Circus still ended their circus because they could see the handwriting on the wall. These guys would just keep tying them up in court. Yeah, yeah. And so these these situations are all complicated. But the last thing I needed, like I had my monkey was with me for 31 out of 32 years. And these people could have stolen her from me when I was out of the house. They wouldn't know what her diet was. They wouldn't know what her medical issues were. They would, she was valuable. Mm. They could have sold her to one of their, uh, you know, whatever. I would have come in and not had any idea. And I would have been destroyed yeah. by losing. And my horse, Sarah. You know, we've been working together now. It's crazy because my Conyer lived to be 32. Uh, Tish lived to be 32. Sarah's almost 33 now. And it's like, that's a big chunk of life. Yeah. That's a big chunk of life to be together. That is. That is. Okay. That is. Well, I love, I use Teresa's father-in-law as an example <laughs> 
saying that, you know, if they people wanted to return him to the wild, he might not want to go. And I just want to clarify that I would I picked him as an example only because he was of an older age, you know, whereas maybe a young person would think it was a great adventure to get dropped into the wilderness. But somebody that has already made a lifestyle, you know, in the city and so forth, probably wouldn't welcome being dropped into the wild. So I don't know Teresa's um, father-in-law. I bet he's a really wonderful person. I just wanted to clarify to make sure that people understood why I was making that association. Um, I don't think he has anything to do with the jungle on any purpose anyway. Okay, so thanks for joining us for these stories. And I want to get the word out because people that love animals are supporting pl places like PETA, HSUS, and these people are not helping animals. They're fostering legislation that is restricting animals in our society further and further and further. You know, even like you're, you, they don't want you to be allowed to drive with an animal on a road. That you cannot exhibit an animal for any purpose. Hey, get real. We need to teach people about animals. This is important. I'm fighting for it. And I hope you'll join me. Don't give money to these people. All right, take care. See you next time. Hi, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you coming here and listening and please become part of the conversation. I love to hear your comments and I'd love for you to tell me how this affects you, if it makes you angry, if it makes you interested, whatever. And as always, I appreciate it so much when you help us get the word out. I hope you'll come back and I'll see you next time.